Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal, and I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to the Cannabis Daily Show for Friday, February 4th. For those new to Business of Cannabis since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry, and that's what we look to do here every day. After the rundown of the key stories we're following, we'll get back to our BOC Live segment, where we'll, today we'll be joined by Michael Crestel, the Executive Chairman of Denalio. We'd love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And please do subscribe to this YouTube channel. And if you're not watching on YouTube, please do go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Two announcements. One, March 10th. We will uh, be having our Business of Cannabis New York Sessions event. We will be in Brooklyn at the Williamsburg Hotel. We'll be talking about connecting social equity licensees with capital. On April 6th, we'll be a Business of Cannabis Miami. We'll be diving deep into cannabis retail tech design and data with some of the best in the business. So please see all the information in the links below. For today's stories, safe banking is back for the sixth time. Some struggling big producers in Canada. The Toronto Edible Police story continue, continues and CBD flower in Belgium. For our first story, is the sixth time a charm for safe banking? The U.S. House of Representatives has approved adding the Safe Banking Act amendment to a larger bill geared toward innovation and manufacturing. This according to Marijuana Moment. Here are the details. If it's passed today, on Friday, it marks the sixth time the act has made it through the House. It's attached to the America Competes Act, and the success rate shows bipartisan support for loosening banking restrictions on the cannabis industry, at least in the House of Representatives. And the House is no longer a challenge to get this thing passed, but the U.S. Senate is another story. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, in particular, is intent on passing comprehensive federal reform focused on equity and social justice. In his view, safe banking could hurt those goals. As for Senate Republicans, they aren't eager to work on anything that gets Democrats and President Biden any kind of win in a midterm election. For our second story, internal struggles at Canada's big licensed producers. Both formerly Quebec-based Hexo and Ontario-based Canopy Growth are managing major headaches this week, and in both instances, the problems may be self-imposed. Uh, Hexo. Remember the activist investor who demanded the resignation of Hexo co-founder Sebastian St. Louis last September? Well, he's still mad. Now, Adam Arviv, who owns about 2% of the company's shares, is a former advisor to the recent acquisition of ReadyCan, is looking for a proxy fight and wants to nominate five new independent directors to Hexo's board at an upcoming shareholder meeting. This according to BNM Bloomberg. And earlier this week, NASDAQ issued a warning to Hexo as its share price dipped below $1 for 30 consecutive days. Now, moving on to Canopy. Canopy Growth says photos circulating on Twitter purportedly taken uh, by an employee showing mold on some of its plants aren't representative of the quality of its products and that the plants had been destroyed. Quote, there are quite a few fairly upset cultivation employees in our Smith's Falls facility because it's a photo taken completely out of context. That, according to Mario Castillo, the vice president of manufacturing, he told that to MJ Biz. Quote, we had an irrigation system failure on the 25th and 26th of December. For our third story, longtime readers will know this story well, and it's a follow-on from 2018. At a police act hearing this week, Constable Jamie Young, who's a Toronto police officer, apologized and pleaded guilty to discreditable conduct after eating a cannabis-infused chocolate bar that her partner had stolen from an unregulated store after they raided it in 2018. According to the agreed statement of facts and a good recap for those BFC newbies, Young and her partner raided Community Cannabis Clinic on January 27, 2018, which was a legacy dispensary in Toronto. 
Her partner stole three chocolate bars and they shared one at a restaurant shortly thereafter. Young said she felt pressure because Dominelli, who was her partner, was her senior. And while Domini Dominelli felt ill from the effects of the cannabis, Young called 911. Now, one of the officers who came to their aid slipped on ice and fell and suffered a concussion. Dominelli went to the hospital with a green out. So, quote, this was a huge mistake, she told the tribunal after the after pleading guilty. In doing so, I caused great embarrassment and injury to the reputation of the service and my fellow officers. And for that, I am deeply sorry. For our final story, to Europe. We've talked lots about France and CBD flour, but now Belgium gets in on the act. Belgium will treat CBD flour like tobacco. Since 2019, Belgium has taxed smokable CDB products at the same rate as tobacco, and it could be a path forward for other European countries, according to BusinessCan. So far, permitting CBD sales with an excise tax has shrunk the number of CBD stores from 200 to about 30, created new growth and product variability for tobacco retailers, and allowed CBD to be sold in bookstores, newsstands, and gas stations, many channels that were deemed essential through the pandemic. So the takeaway quote, many European nations are still facing a legal gray area, but by authorizing distribution and sale of CBD products, the Belgian government has helped the market expand rapidly with increasing numbers of actors joining the specific sector of the tobacco industry. That's within Business Can's story. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on BFC Live, a conversation with Michael Crestel, the executive chairman of Denalio, an edibles manufacturer based in Edmonton, Alberta. Enjoy this conversation with Michael Crestel. Great to be here, Jay. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I feel like when we, um, if we were to line up the times that we've talked from the first time to the second to the third to now, I don't even know how many times it's been, but it will be a nice, interesting tracker of where the industry is, especially on the edible side and especially on the gummy side. Um, and things continue to change and evolve. Yes. Yeah, all the time. This is such an incredibly fast-moving industry, and I talk about it with our, our folks, about, you know, Dinaleo all the time too. Saying you have to remember, like, forget about going back a couple of years. This time last year, we had just started shipping products into stores, and you fast forward, you know, and, and like, what a whirlwind! So you go from having like no SKUs anywhere, and all of a sudden we've got a full family of brands under three different banners and out there in the stores. And it's a similar story, not just for us, but for, for other participants in the industry too. There's been so many new brands launched, so many new products, so much innovation. It is, um, it is a whirlwind, that is for sure. It is, and it, it'd be one thing if that was the only thing happening, right? Like you guys were launching new products, zero SKUs to a full suite of them in a year, but like it's happening in a landscape that that's happening for sure for you and for others. In Ontario, the largest market, you know, I think from December 2020 to December 2021, like the sheer number of stores went up like 111%. The number of SKUs exploded. Consumers are entering the market. COVID factors into it. In some way, it's like a really challenging game of like three-dimensional chess to understand what's even what's happening, never mind to like launch products into that landscape. And um, like, I'm sure there'll be millions of case studies written from uh, MBA students from now to eternity about sort of this period of time. But like, I think one of the things that's most interesting to, for me personally to like go into stores and see is like, there are new things launching all the time. And maybe even for the first, you know, we talked about this past year, like 
a lot of the initial gummies, let's say, were like just THC. Boom. How many, like, is it one piece, two pieces, or 10 pieces to get the 10 milligrams into that package? Then there was things that even you launched that were like larger format, no THC, only CDBD products that were, you know, novel to the legal sector. Now it's like, there's like a whole nother wave. And I don't know if this is the third wave or some other number, but like you guys have launched a CBN product, uh, CBN plus CBD, CBN plus THC. Talk about the products that are launching now because it gets more and more interesting. Yeah, it really does. So, so again, like lots of innovation. Um, and so now there's a lot of attention being paid to the minor cannabinoids. So, you know, you mentioned CBN. So we've put out a, a product called Dynadream. It's a lemon ginger flavor, which I think is delicious, actually. And um, it's got 20 milligrams of CBD and two milligrams of CBN in it. And so it's under, um, you know, the Dyna Wellness or our Dyna Thrive uh, banner. So it's meant to be used as a wellness product. Uh, and then we also introduced a product um, with THC and CBN. And like you mentioned, it's, um, it's Blueberry Moon under our Sunshower brand. So, if, you know, for consumers who are looking for a, a premium gummy that's got CBN as well as THC in it, this has two milligrams of CBN and uh, one milligram uh, of THC. And we sell it in a 10 pack to stay within that, um, you know, that, that 10 milligram, you know, yep. package limit that we have. And I will say it because I don't think you're supposed to, but I will. Uh, what I tell my mother-in-law, the N stands for nighttime just to give her some clear indication of, of when she should use different products. But it is uh, this sort of wellness idea that, that these things, and we talked about it before with you, there are certain flavors and monocannabinoids that mean something to people. Um, and this fits that category. And, and it is interesting because certainly on the, the minor cannabinoids, like they weren't really, there wasn't really anything on the market. I don't know, was it six months ago? And now there are new, obviously products you're launching, but, but consumers are paying more and more attention. Is that where you're finding? Yeah, that's exactly it. So in addition to CBN, you're starting to see some CBG products uh, coming out. Uh, and there's some of the other minor cannabinoids are now starting to be taken a look at. And so I'd imagine that, you know, within kind of the next 12 to 24 months, you'll see a whole, whole bunch of different products. And it's just really interesting the way that um, the, the use cases for consumers, um, it just continues to expand as, as, as we learn more and more about the product, we learn more and more um, just about ways that people are incorporating it in, into their, their daily lives, like you said. So, you know, you talked about, you know, the way that your, your mother uses it. I, I take it for the same purposes. Um, and I find that it's just, um, it's just, you know, relaxes and just yeah. uh, starting to incorporate it in my daily life. And I think that's more and more people are doing that. And we see even from the numbers in the Ontario Cannabis Store, like the sheer number of stores brick and mortar is a direct correlation to how many people are actually buying cannabis at those stores. Like, more and more people are seeing cannabis stores in their neighborhood. More and more people are going to those cannabis stores and buying more and more products. And as that happens, the sort of exploration from a cannabis consumer old, like not, I don't mean age old, but like um, somebody who does it a lot versus someone who's in there for the first time, like looking for interesting products. And I wonder if you hear that feedback from sort of retail partners or folks you have on the ground, like, are they hearing that from their retail partners saying, you know, we have consumers who are asking for more and different and what's new. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They are. And as you, you know, expand these stores into more and more neighborhoods and you're addressing different demographics. And um, so that's when you start to see you know, consumers getting more educated, looking for something that's you know, particularly going to, to help them. So in the early you know, stages, and this is probably like pre, a pre 2.0, 
you know, really go to, to a retail store and it was just all about, you know, give me the highest THC limit that you possibly can. And I'll take as much of it as I'm allowed to, you know, on my, you know, um, you know, within the personal, uh, you know, consumption limit. Uh, you know, you fast forward to today and we're having conversations with, with lots of folks around setting up specific wellness sections in their store because that's what their consumers are demanding. So it's a whole, the, the proliferation of stores has really sort of helped to demystify even further. Uh, you know, the industry and the potential uses for, for the products in all of its different forms. Yeah, it's allowed you to create interesting products. It's allowed retailers to offer differentiated products and allowed consumers to explore a lot more. And even within retailers, I mean, we were talking to one in Ottawa and they were saying they have two stores in Ottawa, the offerings and the consumers of both of those stores, which are like 10 minutes apart, almost completely different. Like one, you know, large format flower is like that. The other is smaller format, everything else. Like it just everything's varied and you get to learn those behaviors of your consumers and feed those consumers what they want and need. And it's, you know, that's super dynamic and doesn't happen in that many industries in real time that we get a, we get a glimpse at. I don't know if you've had an experience in sort of your, your business life, like it's pretty unique to see all the dynamism happening in real time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, you know, we've talked before. And so I've had a bit of a front seat to this, you know, going back to, you know, the, the MMAR days, you know, kind of pre-regulation and, um, it is unbelievable and, and, and how quickly it's, it's happened and how broad it's gone. And I still really think, you know, I used to guys a couple of years ago, I say like we were in like the second inning. So we're probably still in like the third or fourth, you know, there's a, there's a long, long way to go and super exciting. Well, it is, but even if you look at other markets like Colorado and California, sort of more or the most mature markets, like things continue to change there too. Um, you know, we keep an eye on sort of what products are launching there and flavor profiles and, and what cannabinoids are input, like it, it, it's dynamic even up until those places on the sort of product side and on the regulatory side, like some of them are catching up to where we are around delivery, e-commerce, you know, sort of the access points, because I think we've all seen like the sky doesn't fall, right? It doesn't yeah. fall when there's new products on the shelf, certainly, but it doesn't fall when regulations either ease up or change. And I think that adds to the layer of the industry and makes it more challenging for everybody, but also why a lot of people are involved. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I tell you that the changes that we're seeing in the consumer behavior is particularly pertinent when it comes to the gummy category. So in Canada, we are still severely under indexed versus what you're seeing in those more mature markets that, that you're talking about today. So where in you know, Colorado, California, you know, you're looking at anywhere between 15 to 20% of total sales going to, you know, to an edibles category. In Canada here, we're barely pushing. Last numbers I think I saw was about five to five and a half percent, which is up from the 4% where it was, you know, kind of pre, pre, you know, pre, pre our, our existences, you know, in the market. Um, and so, you know, as regulations continue to develop, you know, as the products, uh, the product use cases expand, um, as the products continue, you know, to improve in quality, um, you're going to see more and more migrate uh, over to our category is our belief, because, you know, edibles are just uh, a, a great way to um, you know, to, to ingest the product without, without yeah. a lot of the side effects that you get from, you know, vaping and smoking and all the things that, you know, that, that you know, intuitively that we've talked yeah. about before. It's also interesting. I mean, it, it feeds, it seems to me, you don't have to say anything, but you can nod or not nod. Like it seems <laughs> to me, one of the things that Health Canada could do as they revisit the Cannabis Act is the, not, not even potency levels, but actually maximum THC per package, because that would be two things. That would do two things. One, it'd bring more people into the legal market. And two, it would make them all, you know, it would, it would, it would just be better for consumers, right? It's, it's, it's better for consumers who are in there now, be certainly better for the industry 
but it's one of the offerings that legacy consumers are looking for. It's just more in each pack. Um, it would cut down on packaging. It would bring more people in. Like it would do a lot of the, the good policy goals as well as industry goals that I think would be relevant. And I, and I hope, and I think they'll be thinking about that and, and that we know that that would move the number of, of the 5% of it up. Um, and it would probably, you know, it would take out of, it would be a very compelling thing for them to do. And I'll say it so you don't have to, but unless you want to chime in and say it too. Well, I would just say it'd be impossible for me to disagree with anything that you just said. There. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very <laughs> diplomatic. It's very, it's, uh, you've learned your lessons. It's really good. The people who are, the people on your team watch this be like, yes, thank you for not saying that, but also for agreeing. Um, I, yeah, I, but, but, but I will say one thing, Jay, I, I'm okay, like with the way that, that the regulators approach this, you know, by taking like a very measured, conservative, controlled approach to it to, to see what happens um, with consumers and to see what the experience has been and to find out what consumers are going to want in the future. That's okay. So, you know, I've got no, no issues with where it is. And, and I do think a lot of what you said is true. And I um, mean, that, that should be where the industry is going. Yeah, I think so too. I always appreciate talking to you because it is like a front row seat to the dy dynamic industry and sort of what you guys are doing. And like, I think it's super exciting for consumers and I'm going to, as soon as we get off, I'm going to search my nearest stores to see where I can buy the new products and get my, get my mother-in-law some CBN. Uh, there you go. Well, we'd love to hear the product with you. Let us know how it goes. I'll, I'll have her chime in on Reddit or something. All right. I, I, <laughs> she's not really on Reddit, but I, I, I appreciate you taking time. I look forward to connecting down the road. And thanks for having us. Or thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, you man. got it. You got it. Oh, thanks, thank man. you. Thanks for having me. Stay well. Talk to you soon. You get that was episode 21 of Cannabis Daily. Thank you for joining us on YouTube or wherever you found this program. Please do subscribe. We will see you on Monday. Have a safe weekend, everybody.